This is the Servers Radio Network. Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. The premise of this show is that everyone is leading something or someone. Whether you're a parent leading your family, a coach leading a team, or a team member leading a few, or a CEO leading an organization. We all are on a journey, we're on a path, and being a leader. Thus, the title of the show, A Server's Journey. Thanks, Larry. And I hope that everyone listening will be able to walk this journey of leadership with us. Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago on your uh, podcast, you had uh, the title was Why Team Members Leave Managers. Yes, I'm right. <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I can say that. It, <laughs> right. It's in the past. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, we, uh, this thing came up on the Internet that I could not believe. Okay, and it was it was it said, why a man from Illinois was arrested for getting two hundred thousand dollars worth of manure yes, yes dumped on his former employee's property. Well, come to find out, this is a piece of fake news. Well, and and this is terrible because I can tell you that the, now this fake person, his name was Brian Morris, was fifty four, and and of course this is not all you know any of it's true, but in the fake news world. Yes. He was Brian Morris, 54 years old, who had just won $125 million from the lottery, and he quit his job. It's so so it's down to he didn't like his boss? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Well, he didn't like his boss a lot. And, yeah. You know, in that episode, we talked about how people don't quit organizations. They quit because, bosses. Yeah, they yeah. quit. They, they quit the leaders. Managers. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty good story. I wish it would have been, I really wish it yeah. had been true. Well, and so I want to share what he did too, because, and, and maybe this will just be if it, you if want, it's not true. I still hope it, I hope somewhere true. it's true, but it's not true. But, but maybe we'll plant a seed for a future story <laughs> because <laughs> well, what, yeah. what he did was he, he literally bought truck, dozens of trucks filled with manure and he play, he asked the manure company to deliver it to his address. However, he gave them this fictitious boss's address. address. Yeah. And so it took the police 15 minutes um, to, get- to, you know, respond. And by that point, literally tens of thousands of tons of manure. Uh, he basically was, you know, very, in a very real way saying to his fictitious boss, get your shit together, oh. which I, I, which I love it. I love it. You just had to get that word yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is PG thirteen. Yeah. So. Okay, okay. So here's an idea that I've got. Okay. If you who are got the headphone on, listening on your phone on your way to work, if you've got a story that you could relate, that maybe it would be a reason why you, a, a team member, would want to leave your manager. Oh, yeah, this is great. You know, let us know. Yeah. On our website, you, there's comment section down at the bottom. We'd we'd be glad to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, so, that would be. You know, Larry, I like that idea. You know, tell us your worst leadership experience. Right. Not that we're looking for it. No. But, but we are here. I've got to. I've got to confess this right now. All right. I have known you for how many years? Eighteen years. Yeah. I mean, something like that. Yes. I was. I was in between, as they say in the trade, one time, and I came to you and I said, Rocky, I need a job. You gave me a job. 
you know, and this is going to lead into a worse leadership experience because maybe we should. <laughs> this is going to lead into the best boss I ever had in my life, ah. and that's why we're doing this show. Continue because you you allowed me to grow, allowed me to have fun in doing my job, and when I was time to leave, you said, "Great, Larry, have a good time." You know, yeah, the, uh, you know, you and, grow and, talent. You, we, yeah, we did, and I, I actually was appreciative of having you as long as I did. So I, you know, worked. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. So and then, wait. Should we also say on our website you can also put your best leadership experience too? Well, now that would be a good idea. Yeah. So let's just not go dark. Let's also say if you've had a boss that has touched you. Well, <clears throat> let me let me rephrase that. Yes. <laughs> if you have had a boss that has impacted your life, very good, very good. That's please, that's please the way let to us say. know. Yeah. yeah, don't talk to us about any inappropriate touching. <laughs> well, listen. Today, Rocky, your guest is Tom Rossini, and he's an entrepreneur from uh, St. Augustine, Florida. What's his name, Larry? Tom Rossi, R-O-S-S-I. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Did I get that wrong? I, no. I, well, the first time you said Rossini. Okay. Well, I did Which know. I think is a type of pasta. Yeah. So. He's a nice guy. Okay. But, he, you know, he's an entrepreneur since his early days in St. Augustine, Florida. St. Augustine. How do you say St. Augustine? St. Augustine. St. Augustine. <laughs> he was a paper boy, and that's where I started. Yeah. I had 56 papers on the route. Yes, yes. Yes, I did not. <laughs> Well, but today he's the founder of High Pixels, which is a Jacksonville-based product development company that has a passion for building simple, elegant, and beautiful software. And it's called uh, Software as a Service, those kind of applications. Well, and, and, you know, the reason why that we've asked Tom to kind of join us today is, you know, he, he lives by some pretty set principles. And one of them is that success is not just about dollar amounts. But it's also about time spent building beautiful products. Uh, And then he also loves spending time with his wife and his four kids and volunteering at his church. So he seems like a great guy. Tom, welcome to A Server's Journey. Hey, Tom. Thanks so much for being on today's podcast. And what I'd love for you to do, if if you could, is just tell me a little bit about your story and how did you get here? Sure, sure. Well, I think I've always enjoyed... um, kind of the risk reward of being an entrepreneur you know ever ever since i was a kid now i was a, i mean seriously i was a newspaper boy and <laughs> so was people i people would always <laughs> people would always tell me oh you're going to be an entrepreneur one day and i i say no i'm i'm going to be an engineer cuz that, that's how i was going to go to school you know i was going to be an astronaut and uh it was years later that i mean i had graduated from college i was working in an engineering firm and the internet was just starting to kind of peek its head out uh, and how it was going to impact businesses and ministries. And I just, I was so excited about it. I, I quit my job and, and started, a, you know, the company to be able to, to just learn about it and figure out how it was going to change, um, you know, business and ministry. What year was that? 95. Yeah. Okay. So you, you really are talking about the beginnings of the explosion right there. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I was I was working for a government contractor and I got a I was going to a conference and I got the registration form and it had this nasty string of letters up at the top of it. And I asked one of the other engineers, I was like, what is that? He goes, oh, that's a web address. (laughs) I was like, what is a web address? And uh, and that was probably 90 into 94, beginning 95. And uh, after that, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is this is crazy. 
So, so what led you to, um, you know, getting into the software world? Was there something that you felt like you could, you can inherently solve that maybe was missing? Um, I think I wanted to get ahead of the curve to be able to understand how it was going to impact businesses and ministries okay. because I, I knew it was going to change. I just didn't know how it was going to change. And, you know, even more important than that, though, I think was a recognition that there's people like me that love, uh, you know, they love what they do, but they also like to do other things. They like to be involved in ministry and they like to be able to serve. And it's really difficult uh, to do that in some businesses. And so I really wanted to build a business that encouraged, you know, the kind of behavior that that I do and that I would want from other people, which is, you know, not all. It's not all about work. Right. And I was a young life leader, and this is, the, this is the classic example. So I was a young life leader, and if you don't know anything about young life, it's a yeah, high school ministry. I love yeah. young life. <clears throat> well, so young life, a lot of it revolves around going to camp. You go to you have these incredible camp, you know, trips in, in the summer. But if you are a leader on a camp trip, it, you are exhausted when you get back, <laughs> and you you'll come back and you just burned through your vacation time and everybody in the office is like, Oh man, uh, I hope you had a great week. You know, you must be refreshed. And you're like, it's yeah. the opposite. <laughs> and so when we started the company, one of the things that we said was we want to promote ministry. And so we recognize going on a mission trip or doing young life or things like that. That's not really vacation. That's just partly vacation. And so we, we, we had ministry matching program and things like that to be able to, you know, encourage the behavior and not take, have them, you know, lose all their vacation time through serving, things like that. That's awesome. Fantastic. So what what did it take to start like a web-based application for like for clients? What, what does the process look like? Well, so for us, we were a client services company for years. So when I first started the company, we didn't know what we were doing. And we just pretty much, we were a consulting firm. So we would work with companies to understand. And uh, then we started building applications for them as we kind of, fell into that niche of, well, they really needed a website uh, right. presence. And so we would work with them in, in doing that. And so um, that's, that's where we started really until about 2001. 2001, the client's, client side of our business just got devastated. Um, when 9-11 happened, yeah. it, it, it really, it hurt. We, we were about 50% uh, secular businesses and 50% ministries that we were working with and both sides of the house were just devastated the yeah. the um the secular businesses had a hard time raising money because the, all the capital got locked up nobody knew what was going to happen and the nonprofits they were suffering because they didn't they didn't know what giving was going to look like there was a lot of money that was going towards 911 type things and right. um they just they froze all of their capital expenditures which right. everything we did was a capital expenditure Right. Yeah. And so at that point, I'm sitting on a staff of 20 people that, you know, I've grown to love and I know their families and, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> There's no work. And so what we did was we said, well, we got to do something. And so we started building our first product. Wow, and that's, that's, a... that's how it happened. So we launched our first product um, as a result of really not having other stuff that we could work on. And that first product was a product called M Sites which still exists today. We still have people that use it. But at the time, um, this was before Facebook and Twitter and all that. And it was just a, it was just a real simple way for people that were involved in campus ministry, like Young Life or InterVarsity, 
to be able to log in and build out a web page with a calendar and uh, you know photo albums and wow. things like that. Yeah, so you really were before your time there for sure. Yeah. What, yeah. So so do you still have a core? Because it sounds like back back then it was fifty fifty secular and and Christian. Do you have a core market today? Do you lean heavier in one segment? Well, so now we are strictly a product company. Okay. So we launched that product called M-Sites. And um, as people kind of left the company, I mean, we just shrunk down, shrunk down, shrunk down until it really was just me. And then uh, one of my friends that I worked with, he had an idea. He saw what was going on with M-Sites, and he had an idea for his own product. And so I said, well, let's get together, let's partner up, and we'll kind of rebuild the company around, instead of being a services company, let's build it about, about being a, a product company. Okay. And so when, when my partner, Kevin, came on board, um, we launched our next product, which is called Tick, which is a time tracking application. So one of the things that we struggled with as a client services company was being profitable in the way that we yeah. you know, spent our time. So you sell a project, right, and it's going to be whatever, 5,000 hours of work, you know, distributed across your team. Well, you burn through those hours. And next thing you know, you didn't make any money on the project. Wow. And so uh, Kevin had a really, you know, mature idea for how to approach time tracking and hitting your budgets for projects. And that became our next project, which was called Tick. And um, so at this time, do you have, mm -hmm. do you have, uh, comp- developers uh, writing code is that what they were doing what you were doing well at that time it was just the two of us uh-huh and, and are you a as, code writer and yourself started to grow from there then we're like wow we really like this product business and so we started kind of building around that yeah wow that's awesome um so now talk to me about today you know fast forward a few years and sure how how many people right now are working for your company and i think your company is software uh, software as a service S-A-S-A-A-S. Yeah, so at, what, what happened is after we launched uh, you know, a couple of products, we kind of found our niche of what, what it is that we want to do. And so we create, the way that we say is we create simple software that solves seemingly complex problems. So we take something like podcasting uh, and podcast hosting, which can really be intimidating, and we make it very, very simple. You know, our very first product, that was it. We, we took something that was really complicated. How do I build a website just to be able to communicate with, you know, the kids of what's going on in the ministry? And we solved that problem simply. And so right now we have, there's about uh, 12 of us on the team, and we have uh, several different products. So we have the M-Sites product, which we still support, and then we have uh, Buzzsprout, which is our podcasting application. Right. We have Tick, which is time tracking. Stream Care, which is a, uh, a kind of a real specialized software in the physician space. We wanted to, to kind of experiment in the physician space because there's so much opportunity to solve complex problems there. And so we have a product called Stream Care, which is the most profitable way for physicians to be able to run their own in-office pharmacy. That's what we, we so, do now. So talk to me about, because and, and I apologize, your company's name is Higher Pixels, and I, I was actually moved by you know your mission statement of, of making products that work. You know, it seems like that should be everybody's mission statement, but I've worked with some uh, software that really is kind of buggy, and, and, and yours is known to be very friendly. You must have seen that as a big issue that could be solved. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely... 
you know, it goes without saying that software should work. And nobody wants to build software that doesn't work. Sure. Where the real opportunity existed for us was to make it simple. You know, one of the products I, I didn't mention is one called Donor Tools. And Donor Tools is a product that we launched that helps with uh, managing donors. Right. So you can enter in donations and things like that. And it's a good example of the, the opportunity is everything that's out there we think is way too complicated. Right. And so we said we're gonna we're gonna solve it in a very simple way. We're not gonna do all of this craziness that's out there. We're gonna focus on what can we do really well. What what will feel simple to the user so that it's just intuitive. Um, you know they don't have to to go through training and webinars to be able to just understand it. Right. And that's that's all of our software it's designed that way. And that's kind of the opportunity that we that we look at. Is it a complex problem or is it seemingly complex that we can solve in a simple way? You, you know, we uh, I, I work with several nonprofits. One of them uses donor tools, and literally, okay. literally, word for word, ha, ha, they've said this is the easiest program we've ever worked with. And so, what I've noticed, and you must do a really good job with with managing your team, is that something that seems to flow for a designer might not flow for just somebody off the street, and then you end up spending a lot of time having to learn it. And I think that's really been maybe one of your successes is somebody can walk right in and feel good about it. Yeah. yeah. How do you, I, yeah. How do you get to that? I think it's, it's, it's funny. Cause I think it goes back to what we were talking about even before we started recording. It's, it's how you engage with people. Right. Yeah. And that is not my ability. If, if I were to design any of these websites, they would not be friendly and they would not be simple and they would not work well. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a technical, I'm a technical guy, right? I don't care about colors and right. how it's laid out. I want it, you know, whatever. I want it to look more like the database. It's just easier for me to program. Sure. Um, but Kevin, who, you know, came on as a partner when we got into this, uh, into this space, we had always worked together and complemented each other really well because that's his, that's what he's really good at. And so giving him the freedom to be able to make design and interface type decisions um, and be empowered in that area. And then he does the same with me on, on the on the technical side. Right. Um, and then now within Hyperpixel, we even have another partner, um, Marshall, and Marshall really helps us out on the financial side. He's much more into the those operations type things. And he also has a, a deep background in the position space. So over our stream care product, he provides a lot of talent and ability that complements uh, the rest of the team. Hmm. I, you know, I, I love seeing that approach too. And I try to uh, emulate that even in my own organization where, you know, I, I'm getting older and so I understand what I'm good at, but I also understand where I need help. And I'm, uh, you know, unafraid to ask for people with those skill sets to kind of come alongside and form this great team. And it sounds like that's what you've done at, at higher pixels that's the goal right we're always <laughs> yes. telling people we want we want them to be able to really find out what their gifts are and right. then use them in the, in their job because that's the that's what really gets you excited we talk about you know monday morning are you excited to go to work right we're excited right and if, if, if you found that match monday morning you, you know you hit the feet your, your feet hit the ground and you were you're ready to go yeah um and that's yes. that's what you want. You want to, and people appreciate that when you help them find that for themselves. And sometimes it's saying, "Look, this isn't your thing." <laughs> no, no. You know what? You are. At, you know, we call it talent in transition. And so I know that 
you know, you, you can tell when someone is getting fulfillment from what they do. And if they're not, then one of the kindest things that you can do for them is kind of help them figure out what their passion is and sometimes maybe even help them find the career in, in that field. Hey, yeah, and it's, it's hard. <laughs> so, so, so now you have a very specialized team member that you're looking for. And, and what I'm hearing more and more is this term that there's a war on talent. So um, how, how hard is it for you to find great team members? And then when you do find them, what do you do to try to keep them on your team? Sure, yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think... <laughs> I haven't answered it myself not. yet, Tom. I'm I'm asking you so you can help. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can only tell I can only speak to a little bit of it. But All right. <laughs> from you know, we have tried to stay small, and so we don't want to be huge. We don't want to. We don't. It's not our intention to have hundred people, you know, working in the company or anything like that. We really want to stay as small as we can because we feel like with small teams, it really it it really allows us to fill our days with the things that we want to fill our days with. Right. And, um, and so we don't, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, how can we, how can we hire more people now when there are needs that come up, that's when we typically will go through the networks of the people that are already here of, you know, trying to find people that are talented um, in, in those areas, but we don't, we don't really hire a lot. And I think, I think that works well for the people that are here because you asked too about you know how do you keep people and i think that we're able to do things with our with our team um because there isn't this high turnover there's not right. you know a new person at every every time you go to a meeting that there's a new person there right and so uh, when you look at how we structure our, our values within the company a lot of it revolves around the team yeah. and providing opportunities for the team to enjoy the work that they do um, because I'm part of the team and I want to yeah. enjoy what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. Well, and I love some of the things that you're talking about because, first of all, you're saying we have a small team, so that allows you to know them and them to know you. And I think that's a basic need as a human. We have to feel like, hey, we're part of something and, and my the people I work with know who I am. But then once you find these people, you're using them as a network to bring other people in who already kind of know the culture at your place because their friends are telling them, hey, please come. Here's what it's like. So I would imagine that you probably have a, a better shot of retaining good team members once you do need them. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, but it's, it's, it's counterintuitive, I think, for, for some people because they kind of put the product first when really – the product is the company. The right. product is the team, and so you you really have to build that way. Yes, and, uh, it it just doesn't it doesn't come naturally. I think to some people who who um you know maybe they haven't been burned before or they haven't had that experience yet. But I know uh, for us, we've we've learned our lesson and we appreciate the life that it gives us with a focus on you know the team and, and the company. Not so much. Uh, I mean, we want great products, but it's, we get great products by focusing on the team. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, talk to me a little bit about, and, and this is maybe a, a very close to us because we're using Buzzsprout. What, what Which was, is very easy to use, yeah, by the way. Yeah, we we love it. And I'm telling you, I as I shared, I knew nothing. <laughs> so I walked in <laughs> and said, hey, you know, how can we do this? 
How did you come up with the idea to do Buzzsprout? Were you just kind of first to the market where you noticed, hey, there's a lot of these podcasts happening? What was, uh, yeah, what was the mean, idea behind it? It's funny because um, you've heard you've heard the the history, you know, of how we got there. And so after we launched that product, M-Sites, and we worked with those campus ministers, the guys that were doing like Young Life and, and uh, InterVarsity and camp, campus ministries, a lot of those people went on to be pastors at churches. Right. And they said, well, can we keep using M-Sites? You know, it's not campus <laughs> ministry, but we, we know the tool and right. we want the photo album and we want the calendar and we want to just use it for our church. And so next thing you know, our M-Sites product was not just being used by campus ministries, but it was being used by churches and all kinds of different organizations. But those churches wanted to get their sermons online. And so we were constantly having to write, you know, these complicated instructions for them to get their sermons posted on the internet. And we said, you know what, we just need to build a product. We might never make any money off of this thing, but we need to build a product to make it easy because churches, it's just too difficult for them to get their sermons online. And so uh, this was, I don't know, 2006, 2007, when we, you know, we start having these conversations about it. And uh, that's where Buzzsprout came from. So when we launched Buzzsprout, it was, it was really designed for, uh, churches to be able to easily post their sermons. Now, <laughs> that's a podcast, but right. nobody called it a podcast. The churches <laughs> didn't call it a podcast. Uh, you know, they still called it their CD ministry, you know, right, right. Right. they used to go deliver <laughs> CDs. And so that's when we launched the product. Um, it was great. We had it set up and it would send us an email anytime post anybody posted, uh, you know, an episode out there for the for the Internet. And so Sunday at 12 o'clock, you'd start to get emails from these small mom and pop churches that they knew nothing about technology, but they were uploading their sermons and getting them online, uh, (laughs) you know, quicker than my church, which was like a young hip church, but you know, they wouldn't launch theirs until probably Tuesday. Uh, And so it was just, it was really, it was a cool experience. Uh, And it wasn't long before when it got out there that other podcasters started using it. Well, and, 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 and hopefully your church is using Buzzsprout now, too. They are. They okay, are good. now. <laughs> you know, what, what's that, you know, the, in the Bible, Jesus, you know, it's kind of like the people that respected him the least were his own community at first. Yeah. You know, maybe it was, yeah. you know, right. that. No honor in your hometown. <laughs> hey, um, you know, we really thank you for being on. And, and before we go, we kind of have a fun segment. And we call it, uh, it's this one or that one. And, and we put you on the spot, but, but it's not too bad. It's just kind of in a fun way. And so we're going to kind of tell you two people, and we want you to kind of tell us your, your favorite one and maybe why. And, and it's okay to pass. If, if it, it won't be controversial, but in case you want to pass, you're more than lucky. Okay, so, so here's our first one. Um, Elon Musk or Richard Branson? Oh, Musk. Okay, I thought I you might say that. Tesla, I love all that, yeah. I love SpaceX. I love that we launched a roadster into space. Right. Hey, and I was wondering if maybe, you know, because your, your childhood desire to be an astronaut, you know, hey, you, you still may get your shot if he's, uh, you know, if he has his <laughs> way. Right. So. Okay, uh, next one, Steve Jobs or Bill Gates? Oh, Bill Gates. You know, it's amazing. Think- Everybody is saying Bill Gates. Tell, well, tell us why. did a remarkable thing in that he made the jump from, you know, having his life so tied up in his business to recognizing that wasn't going to give him the ultimate fulfillment. That wasn't going to, you know what I mean? That wasn't yeah. going to be the thing that, that he 
was going to be remembered for. Yeah, his so legacy. He said, I'm going to spend the rest of my life working with my family in serving the world to, yeah. to do incredible things. And so Bill Gates, I think, is an incredible, incredible um, act to follow. I know? think you're hitting on something. And, you know, I work around a lot of very young people. And what I'm finding is that they're, they're actually extremely hardworking. But they there's that legacy piece, and there's also that, you, you know, they, they really are cause-driven more than, I think, any other uh, group in, in history. Um, maybe that's a little bit presumptuous to say, but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next would be Steven Spielberg or Walt Disney. Ooh. Ooh. This is the, this that's is a the, hard one. This is the first pause we've gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I might have to go with Steven Spielberg. All right. You know what? I will crown you as being a forward thinker because you are the first one to say Spielberg. Tell us why. <laughs> well, I do like. I I like. I think his movies are more the movies that I like. Right. I mean, I love <laughs> yeah. what Disney did and right. setting up. Uh, you know, when he's much more than producing movies. Right. Um, but I do like the way that Steve. I like the way that Spielberg is push the movie industry and I'm a sci-fi guy and yep. so yep. I, yeah yeah I am too so I would tend to lean to Spielberg but I think it's just you and I we're kind of on, on an island right now <laughs> <laughs> alright so uh, Star Wars or Harry Potter oh my gosh that's, that's a no brainer <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> you know okay yeah I'm, I'm right there with you although I have three daughters and I have read religiously every Harry Potter book seen every <laughs> movie with them uh, you know, they it's almost a prerequisite to be in our house. <laughs> and I love I love uh the books, but man, when it comes to the Star Wars yeah. movie genre, like and everything around Star Wars now with all the all the content that's coming out and it's I love it. Yeah. All right, last one here is Broadway or rock and roll? Uh <laughs> this is a very uh, personal question to me, I have to be honest. I know, I know. <laughs> I I Bro. wanna say rock and roll so that I sound better, but <laughs> it would probably be Broadway. Okay. <laughs> I'm finding myself uh, you know, singing more and more of uh what what's the what's the show that that just came out? Oh, is it gosh. well Hamilton, Dear Evan Hansen? Well, with Hugh Jackman. Oh yes, um, the greatest greatest showman. Yeah, yeah, the greatest yes. showman. You know, and uh, tell and I'm me, a huge fan of Les Mis. And, tell me about the makeup of your house. Is it you have four kids? Are they boys or girls? Uh, the oldest is a boy, and youngest is a girl. My oldest is fourteen, and my youngest is four. So I've okay. got a nice spread. Yeah, you do. So I have all, I have twenty one, eighteen, and sixteen, all girls. I know more than any middle-aged man should know about Broadway. And, and if I don't, <laughs> you know, it is, five years ago I knew nothing. Now I know more, and it's the language I speak to my girls with. So, you know, you, you fit right in here. <laughs> well, um, I'm not sure if you've passed the test or not, but, um, you know, we just really <laughs> want to thank you for, for being on the show. And, you know, as I mentioned uh, when we were talking beforehand, we were really, uh, I was really impressed with kind of your mission statement about, um, you know, running a business and there is that element of fun and wanting to come to work and success being more than just about profit. So we uh, definitely uh, thank you very much for that. 
Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, so a final final thing would be tell us uh, either a favorite leader or maybe a life quote that you stand by. I I think right now I find myself really inspired. Um, Andy Stanley has a lot of influence over me. I listen to his leadership podcast and I listen to his sermons, and uh, I think he's a great leader of our time. Yeah, I I, I would have to agree with you. One of our or one of my good friends actually works for him, and he is the real deal for sure. Wow, that's so. neat. Hey, Tom, how do we contact you? What what can we do to get you some more business? Oh, send people to higherpixels.com and see if there's a product that catches their interest. Buzzsprout for sure uh, for, for podcasting. Um, donor tools if you know nonprofits that are looking for a simple way to track their donations. Things like that. Okay. Awesome. So just use the, the title, go on the internet, and we, we can find oh, yeah. you. Okay. And and you, you've got 20-some people in the shop, so it's going to be... Uh, it's 12. 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I must say, your support system is excellent. They give me answers every time I have a question. And we have questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. I believe it's Priscilla. Is that who's in, in, yeah. in support? Yeah. yeah. She's very good, and I really appreciate it. So thank you for being with us here on uh, A Server's Journey. Thank you so much, Thanks. Tom. I really appreciate your uh, expertise here. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can hear what all of Rocky wants to share with you about being a good leader, learning to lead by serving. And if you subscribe, you'll be getting a server's journey moment. It's a quick pick-me-up to help start your day. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. Like us and share us on Facebook. Also, from time to time, Rocky has some great personal stories that he would like to share with you, and you can get those on the website. That's aserversjourney.com. So, Rocky, until next time, I'm your ever-faithful companion, Larry. So, Larry, does that make you the uh, Robin to my Batman? Uh, close. We're close. <laughs> hey, I like that. I've never been called Batman before. <laughs> Well, if you take that hood off, maybe we could see you, you know. <laughs> Please, you know. The, the, yeah, the yeah, mask. The mask. You're the mask. The mask man, yes. Yeah, I think you don't want to say hood anymore. But Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, we are all on a journey, and it's how you serve in that role. And, and really, that's what all this is about that we are sharing on a server's journey. So I am Rocky DeStefano, and I want to thank you for joining us as together we learn to be better leaders.